Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Chalo's Wine Market in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. You're probably familiar with the saying, nothing's personal, it's just business. People use it as a justification for doing something that's going to advantage them to the detriment of someone else. The underlying assumption is that wise business decisions and personal feelings are opposites. There's nothing more personal than taste. So how wise is it when launching a business to base the whole company on your personal taste? That's exactly what both of my guests on Out to Lunch have done. Scott Shea and his two partners launched Cousin's Smokehouse because they wanted to eat better tasting jerky. They wanted jerky that tasted like it was made in Acadiana, not that generic stuff that you buy at gas stations. In this case, Scott's bet on personal taste paid off. Today, you can get Cousin's Smokehouse jerky at 600 locations, including all of the Rouse's supermarkets in Louisiana. Scott Shea, welcome to Up to Lunch. Thank you. Kim White launched her business, Bulldog Pepper Jelly, because she couldn't find a pepper jelly that was spicy enough for her taste. So she started making her own pepper jelly. Spicy. The way she likes it. The next thing you know, Kim was making 250 jars of pepper jelly a day. Kim's sister, Cindy, liked the taste of Kim's spicy pepper jelly and joined her in making it in commercial quantities. Today you can find Bulldog Pepper Jelly at all of the Rouse's supermarkets, as well as high-end food markets in New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Kim White, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Scott and Kim, I want to start out by asking you both the same question. When you sell food, there are all kinds of federal regulations you have to follow. Everything from strict rules on how and where food is prepared in a certified commercial kitchen to the detailed analysis and accurate labelling of contents. So starting a food business isn't simple or cheap. You both started out motivated by your personal tastes and you've both been very successful. But you also both come from very solid business backgrounds. Scott, you have a degree in entrepreneurial management and you're a financial advisor. Kim, you've owned stores in Aspen, Colorado and Lake Charles. You came back to Louisiana to be retail director at La Bourge Casino. So tell me the truth. How much of the sentiment we built this company on our personal taste is branding and marketing and how much of a role did solid thought through business planning play in launching your companies? So there's definitely been a lot of learning as we go. Um, it's probably the biggest lesson I've learned is that no matter how prepared you think you are, there's always going to be something that pops up that you have no idea what to do, but that's part of the fun. Um, you mentioned the regulations. That was certainly challenging, but at the same time very rewarding once you finish the process and um, the hard work pays off and you have a product that you can actually sell and people can enjoy. Kim, how much was personal taste and how much was good business decisions? Oh, always not good business, never. <laughs> <laughs> Just always good taste. And when we do that and follow the passion, which my sister has joined me in, it just happens. Like, I can't describe the, uh, like, of course, we abide by the federal regulations. We have a co-packer now that, that has to handle all that. But our personal taste 
and our passion has gone into every jar of jelly that we've ever made. So, so. is it follow the passion or follow yes. the, the follow the passion and have a good business plan and do the hard work? No, we don't have a business plan. You, it's like we follow the. Pa- <laughs> no, we don't really. Stop! You don't have a business no. plan. No, no. Why would you do that? That would that just totally squelches out the passion to me. But so you know what your projections are, so you know yes. what sales are. So you no, know. we hire people to do that. Oh. We don't know that. Which is pretty smart. So, Scott, was it a risk for you or was it a solid business plan? Which, which is most important? To be determined. It ah. was uh, our original business plan. She touched on business plans. The, the risk of any business plan is that it probably won't go exactly according to that plan. Um, I think it's pretty pretty certain. So we've it won't definitely go followed to the some plan. different paths from what I initially envisioned, but I think we can also be a lot more successful. So, than did I you set out to make a successful business or to make better tasting jerky? It was definitely the jerky initially, and I think you need both of those. And describe. I'm going to ask both of you describe how what you make is different to what was already on the market. So, for us, our jerky is extremely tender. Um, it's very low on sugar. Most of your commercial jerkies are. Loaded with, with sugar, it's a cheap preservative. So it's not that hard stuff that you it have to... It is not going to pull your teeth out. And it is excellent dipped in bulldog pepper jelly. Our thing about our jelly is we created um, flavors that were... I mean, they may be out there, but our flavors are so beautifully intense. I'm holding... Oh, my God. Strawberry pepper that jelly. Okay. to be her favorite, That's my favorite. I've never heard of this, and okay. I have not let it go since you brought it in. Girl, it only has so, it has so few ingredients. Like, we qualify for Whole Foods to, just because our product has nothing in it but the natural thing. There so were five ingredients in this pepper that's jelly. That's nothing, okay? So, and it, it's just, and then it's still hand-poured. Even though we have a co-packer, they still are in the stage of cooking in a huge kettle, but hand pouring and sealing by hand. And before you put this in the market, did you look at your competitors? Who else no. out there is making? No. No, no market no. research? There, there was no competition for us, for me, at that point. If you taste it, there's no competition. I just made what we loved, you know. And then our competition is... I don't even think and there is. Okay, so there's lots of people that make pepper jelly at home. When was the decision made that we're not just making this for our friends and family, we're going to make this into a business? Well, that was 10 years ago, or 12 or so. And uh, that was just on a very low-key basis. When Cindy and I partnered, though, we got it professionally trademarked and logoed and barcoded and up to standard to you know where everybody gets involved with everybody gets a piece of the pie thing so we could get in stores you know with barcodes and all that kind of thing so um, however we wanted to maintain the quality of each hand poured jar so we selected our co-packer very very meticulously I can imagine yes Scott you there's a lot of competitors what makes you different and how do you compete? So we compete first by we work hard, I think is part of the key to success. Um, in addition to our product being tender and low in sugar, a little more health conscious, it is pork. Um, 95% of your jerky is beef. Okay, you're talking to someone who knows nothing about jerky. It's so, so it is almost all beef. Pork is a very small component of the market, which we hope to change. Why did um, you go with pork and not beef? We think pork is better, and our recipe was originally a tasso, which is a 
from South mm -hmm. Louisiana. You familiar with the tasso? Yes. Um, so we evolved that into a jerky. It was an old family recipe that my partner and his wife from mm -hmm. Long Pine. Lone Long Pine. Long Pine. <laughs> it was a lonely recipe was that so wasn't wasn't being used. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. And then brand wise, our brand is all about Louisiana and the culture and the family and the the values that that come with that. And, um, we think if Louisiana is known for anything, it's food and flavor. And so all of our flavors are inspired by Louisiana. Um, try to use as many flavors and ingredients that are local so to Louisiana. What flavors do you have now? I'm going to ask you both this. What flavors do you have now and what's next? So we currently have two flavors. Our first is our traditional, which is just a good Cajun blend. Um, then our second is called Cane Fire, which is made with red pepper sauce and brown sugar and a little apple. So our take on a sweet and spicy. Um, we have a new flavor that we can sample later, actually. We have some tests here, which will be a kind of a Mardi Gras inspired. I may have had a sneak uh, test earlier. <laughs> oh, goodness. It, it's a work in progress, but I think we're close. And it's a Mardi Gras jerky. It is a, yeah, that's good. The package will be a kind of a Mardi Gras theme is what we're envisioning. And it has a kind of taste of king cake around it. It does. It. It's got a. Wow. Our, our kind of unofficial tagline is the world doesn't need another teriyaki jerky so if it's out there we don't want to do it we want it, we want flavors that are truly unique and and truly different and pay tribute to louisiana and kim you have four flavors currently on the market we do actually have six Ooh. but two of those are for seasonal flavors the uh, cranberry pecan and then the cadota fig however this year we brought the cadota fig into this the spring, uh, it kind of goes with the king cake deal, you know, it it's, lends itself to that, and lamb, which we just ordered, by the way. So our traditional, original flavors were basically the jalapeno, which everybody's familiar with, but ours is different because we use only jalapenos. We don't use bell peppers and additives to that. Then we did a roasted garlic, a strawberry habanero, and a roasted pecan. We know there's a lot of people in Louisiana who want to make their own products, but the hardest part is getting them into stores and on shelves. I'm guessing that you use charm, but what where else did you we get? We did not use charm. thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of this. <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah, I said a little bit of this. And a little bit of this. <laughs> they can't see me blushing on the radio. But oh how would God. you show there's someone sitting listening to this who's got a product but has no idea how to get it into stores, and that seems like the biggest hurdle tell them what to do i think we both did the same thing yeah. which is get out there and go to as many events go to grocery stores we go into the, make the restaurant owner make the grocery store owner just pin them in a corner duct tape them to their and desk and she actually probably and means make them yeah. taste your jelly no really and you probably did the same thing you That's have to it. make them taste we're, it. i think we're both confident in our product yes, you know if we people are. try it they're they going like to love it. And so you have to ask and say, well, bring it in, and you right. have to just be persistent right. and right. have that confidence. And most local stores have been more than accommodating. They want to see local businesses succeed. Of course. And I know with Bulldog Pepper Jelly, you showed up to here tonight with a, a blanket and a picnic basket, and that's, that's how you turn up at stores okay. to let people sample. This is really true. Like, we bought that picnic basket, loaded it up with jelly and samples to every owner of every store that we knew, and we went in and said, can we see the manager, owner, and we made them sit down and taste it, and they said, "Okay, I'll take it." And they, what happened if they said? I don't think we've ever been turned down, right? We haven't been turned no, down yet. No, not not yet. Nobody's been. We're too busy. No. no, no, they love it. So, is that just within Louisiana? What happens if you go to New York City? Do oh, they we want did these that tastes? Too. Oh, mm -hmm. 
you don't try to trip us up now. We've been to San Francisco, uh, Alabama, Mississippi. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Kim White from Bulldog Pepper Jelly and Scott Shea from Cousin Smokehouse. Scott, is Louisiana a selling point when you go to other states? I think so, the, especially the Cajun um, description. People, people really are fascinated by Cajun, and I don't know if they know what it means, but they like the idea of it and seem to like the food. That's what we're known yeah, for. I we're known for food. I don't food. know about that for us. I, I don't... You know what our deal is, Cindy and I? We, we are trying to, which is totally what you guys have done, is ready to go, and it's, you know, I don't know what, if you add it to a product or add it to a food or whatever, but we, Cindy and I have decided to do, like, um, recipes and cooking with our jellies, which is totally out because of the box. Because you actually have to educate people right. on how to use it. Because right. they, they, generally it's going to be used in the fall or something over cream cheese, right? Like, that's your normal thing to do. So we wanted to teach people how to actually cook with it, glaze meats with it on the grill. I have a recipe card in my hand, and Hello. you suggest grilled asparagus, Thank thumbprint you. cookies, which surprised me, yes. jalapeno peppers, and pan-roasted sweet potatoes. Yes. And I believe you're working on a, a recipe we book. We are. We are. We're going to do a little, it's a, more of a micro recipe book. Everybody's busy. We're, we appeal a lot to the millennials as well as the people that are our age that are working corporate jobs that don't have time for a huge Betty Crocker recipe to throw out there. You know, we have those as well. But we want to put together a little leaflet-type cookbook that you can pick up. The cost is the same as a jar of jelly, probably, for us. And uh, it gives you ideas to grill, cook, incorporate our jellies with it. You know, just get out of the box. That's good. You don't have this problem with jerky. You don't have to serve it with No, anything. you don't have to. No, is it something people eat in their cars? That's what I imagine. Right. It, it's primarily it's a snack, snack food, but it's, it's actually great. really great to cook with yeah. because it's so tender and it was originally a tasso. So, so is there a recipe book in your future There's as well? no recipe book. but Oh, God, like red beans and rice and stuff? Beans? Essentially anything do? you use a tasso for, we've tried it. Whether anything from omelets to gumbo to yeah. jambalaya, jambalaya, however people like to say it, um, or in pepper jelly. Yeah. Let's see. We're, we're going to get married. Pizza. Pizza. Mar- oh, I was just suggesting the brands got together, but marriage is fine too. That's Probably going to get married. <laughs> Kim and Scott, this is the part of the show we call your brother-in-law. I think we may be in trouble. Uh, you and a family get together enjoying some time away from work when your brother-in-law pulls you aside. He wants to talk to you about business. Kim, your brother-in-law says he has one word of advice that will blow up your business to the next level. That word is bacon. He says that if you make a bacon-infused pepper jelly with bits of bacon in it and some recipe suggestions on the label of how to use it, say, with fried eggs, that bulldog pepper jelly could be the next big thing. What do you tell your brother-in-law? Is he onto something with bacon pepper jelly? Hell yeah. We, we think so, too. <laughs> I'm totally we're going poor. for that. <laughs> yes. Should we really could, I'm, I'm thinking bacon cologne, bacon jelly, how bacon about, everything. How about pork jerky and pepper jelly? Thank you. Like, you just... We're engaged now. <laughs> we're, we weren't married. <laughs> we're engaged. We're totally backwards. doing it. So we're going to tell your brother-in-law no to the bacon pepper jelly, but we're no, actually going to tell, no, tell Scott yes. yes. <laughs> we're going to tell Scott yes, we can use your product in our pepper jelly. Yes, of course. Scott, your brother-in-law says, as you know, beef jerky is on the way to becoming the most popular snack food in America. The reason is that jerky is healthier than other snack food like chips and Doritos. Jerky is all natural. It fits into all kinds of demands for 
a diet. Your brother-in-law says if Cousins Smokehouse comes out with a marketing angle that stresses the health benefits of all the cousins, all natural jerky, and you could team up with someone like Dr. Oz, who you could pay to be a spokesperson, Cousins Smokehouse could be a household name. What do you tell your brother-in-law? Is he onto something? Well, that's a pretty good idea. And if he has Dr. Oz's number. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely is health food. Fits uh, keto, paleo, Ke- yeah, all Yeah, keto is really popular um, now. Like I said, the sugar content in ours, our traditional has zero grams of sugar. And Kim, I'm guessing you'll never need to pay a spokesperson. Never. <laughs> because they're going to be uh, pay, paying us. But uh, just saying, like, we're not in it for a health thing. We're in it for a pleasure thing. Which is just as in much moderation. about health. It's that delightful you know, passion thing. It's things. just that beautiful thing. Like, you just have this little dollop of, this taste of, that makes that enhances everything and takes it to another level. Like, I get that about the jerky thing. They could totally go into a health food club and do all that deal. But I would love for, like, Oprah and Rachel Ray to get on the bandwagon here. And they they love dogs, too. Oh, and Ellen. Mm-hmm. So tell us and how Ellen's you- from, like, freaking New Orleans. Like, and we're going to so get on there. And tell us how you got the name. You actually have bulldogs. Yes, Rocco and Jojo. So, like, Cindy and I, it was a long time ago, 12 years ago, and I had moved out to the farm that my sisters and I had inherited. I moved there anyway. So I had this French bulldog, Jojo, and uh, we slapped her up against the farmhouse cabinets, put peanut butter on her mouth, her tongue, and took a picture of her. It looked like a postal wanted stamp. It, it was a wanted picture <laughs> in a po- post office. Cindy's a great photographer. So she took the picture, and that's how we started. Like, like she just helped me homemade go labels. along. Yeah, homemade labels. And then it wasn't even about the label. It was about, God, dog, the jelly's so good. Pardon the pun. Um <laughs> I mean, it was like the jelly with a bite, then it all came about. I work with a lot of brands every day, and most of them are looking for a story, and both of you guys have these yeah, such we do. genuine stories mm-hmm. that that's what's going to sell the product in the end. So, are you ever scared that this is going to fail? No. No. Never. Scott? There's times where you, where you wonder. Um, but that's the risk you take. If, you, if we want to really grow it outside of Louisiana and... Like that may not work. People outside of Louisiana may think Louisiana food is horrible. So how um, do you grow it outside Louisiana? Like you know how to do it here. You visit the stores, you tie them up or something, right. and to force them to taste your products. Does that work in other states? How do you do that nationally? It does not. Louisiana is very unique in that there is a whole lot of independently owned grocery stores um, and convenience stores that are more than willing to work with you. As you get outside of Louisiana, we've learned it's a lot more major chains, major retailers. So if Target um, call you tomorrow, are you willing to be in a major box chain like that? We would love that. I don't know. We're, we kind of wanted to love our Louisiana stores and really grow them. Right, Cindy? And everybody, all the tourists that travel through here. Right. We want to nurture our Louisiana product here until it's just like we can't keep it in the stores. However, then we we're going to bloom states. out. Yeah, you are in we, seven we states. Are. Yes, we are. Yeah, just, we are. That just happened. We do it's, shows yeah. in Mississippi, Alabama, and we sell out at every one of those every mm-hmm. one of those shows. And they begged 
for us to, where can we get it all year long? We're looking for it. That's why Rouse's has carried us. Yeah, Rouse's has been our Alabama, saving grace. Mississippi, Louisiana, and we're growing with them. So you're hoping that Rouse's expands. Well, and they the, are expanding. The, yeah, yes, the more sure. states they go into, the more states right, you guys the go more into. more we do. So how do you deal with things like Tabasco making a pepper jelly? Is that like yours? Is it? No, it's not. And um, we don't even want to go there. It's just Tabasco is an amazing product and very famous. And But it has it's nothing like our product. So ours is more, uh, I think Tabasco would be more for the out-of-state person that had never tried anything that were, yeah. you know, When you name it hot. red pepper jelly or green pepper jelly. It's, it's got, you know, bell pepper it's and that type of thing. Different. Ours is the real deal. Yours has bulldogs in it. Yes, <laughs> for sure. People actually ask They really that. do ask that. Seriously. There, there's no bulldog in it, no. There's a bite in it. No, that's really true. It's really true. I'm checking the ingredients to it's make so sure crazy. it does not list no, bulldog as one of the doesn't. ingredients. No, it's <laughs> the jelly with a bite. But we, we what we want to push here is that our little recipe venue deal that we're going to do, we're going to do it on all our social media, we're going to do it in cover, um, is that we want to teach people how to cook with it. Okay, so it's not just a cream cheese thing, not just it at the holidays. It becomes an ingredient, it becomes yes, essential in the cupboard. It's covers. in your pantry. Like everything Pantries, else, English like, I like, love that like, you said cupboard. No, that that we <laughs> that like. So we love slap your mama, slap your mama. We love Tonys. We love all those kind of things. So we want to be in there with that. Like that's the thing you reach for when you want to do a marinade. You want to. We want to teach people how to so do that. So let me ask you both this. When a brand really makes it, people want to like start wearing it. Are you guys willing to make hats and T-shirts? We got that. Yeah, we do mm -hmm. that as well. They're we already have it. They've got it. Mm -hmm. Not as much as we should, but we're working on that. Yeah. yeah. We do. Who let the dogs out? out? Oh, <laughs> right here, see. <laughs> mm -hmm. These are our dogs, kind of, right here. They are so, so much more entertaining than saying, me, huh? They're not on a leash. <laughs> I'm just going to look at you. These dogs are not on a leash or a shot collar. Uh -huh. I'm so glad this is not television. And, Scott, I'm just looking straight at you for the rest of the show. I'm good with that. That's probably safe. How seasonal are your ingredients and, therefore, are your sales seasonal as well? Uh, for us, there is some seasonal component. Um, but there's none like a pig growing season, is no, there? No, no, no. It's more seasonal and probably more just typical grocery seasons. Um, beginning of the year is typically slower. Um, summer months. Is that why you introduced the Mardi Gras flavor to fill that? No, and that won't be out till middle of the year probably. Um, oh. There's a whole <laughs> lot of USDA regulations you have to go through and approvals and labels and all but that stuff. But by next Mardi Gras, people will be taking that and putting it in there. We hope so. King cakes. We hope so. Um, and then there's a season for convenience stores with people traveling during the summer. and um, So convenience stores are typically busier. And in South Louisiana, you have hunting season. So winter is actually a good time and for us. And it really us. is the perfect thing to take hunting. In our Whereas opinion, it is. Pepper jelly is a bit more Okay, so our deal is people in the South or everywhere, it is seasonal. So we got to break it out of that, you know? It's not only seasonal, but it's on cream cheese, which there's no rule against. That's like the only thing people know to do. So we're bringing it out of that. So we have just landed this little cooking venue that we do once a month in Baton Rouge. So we're going to teach people how to cook with it. Like for every month, we have a little um, Mardi Gras, Easter, 
Mother's Day, Father's Day, grilling, all through the year, what you can do with pepper jelly. She that was just the sound of me the opening top. the jar. That was she not did. champagne. That was actually a jar of strawberry pepper jelly. So it's going to be I couldn't res- I the most amazing the thing I ever. It. It's going to light you up, sister. First you taste the strawberry. Exactly. The strawberry comes through and you think, oh, this is really sweet. And, and it's not hot. It and then it's you. hot. Oh, my God. So how good is that? So we do a Boudin king cake. Mm-hmm. Is amazing with the strawberry. I need to try that. You won't like it. Have you tried I would it? Love it. I no, no, you won't like it. Oh my God, you're gonna want to dip your jerky in our jelly. Uh, right, let me let me tie up the show and then we can taste. Saying. If I can still talk. Hold it. Jake. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> sister's sister's gonna that, have to take a break. It does poo. have a bite. It does. <laughs> If you grow up in a, fabulous. <laughs> if you grow up in Acadiana, the tastes and flavors of the unique food here somehow find their way into your DNA. No matter where you go in the world, nothing else quite tastes the same. The question is, do we think these tastes are superior because you've grown up with them, or in some cases moved here and fallen in love with them? Or in fact, are these tastes universally great? In other words, is it just us? Or if everyone could taste our unique flavored jerky and pepper jelly, would they love it too? Scott and Kim, as you grow your businesses, we're standing by with you, waiting for the verdict. We look forward to keeping up with you and seeing where your businesses go from here. It's been great to meet you. Thank you both for taking the time today to join me on Out to Lunch. Can we just have one last word? Yes, of course. Because I think it's universal, right? I think if they taste our product... It's a given. And, They're and gonna I think love what it. makes it universal is yeah. that it, the passion behind it. People, people in South Louisiana, everything is centered around cooking. Absolutely. You don't have a get together where you're not cooking. So food is, I mean, it's just, it's part of your DNA. It's what you do. It really is. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Scott Shea, CEO of Cousin Smokehouse, and Kimberly White, owner of Bulldog Pepper Jelly. You can find out more about Scott's Jerky and Kim's Jelly by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page and on Instagram. These photos were taken by Gwen Oakram. You can find out more about Gwen by following her on Facebook. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us between shows on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Marcello's Wine Market Cafe on Calice Saloon in Lafayette. Marcello's is open for lunch Monday through Friday and dinner Monday through Saturday, serving fine Italian cuisine with a full range of fine wines. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Dustin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by... 
Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calais Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.